This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Misfits and siblings. Yep, changing it up. I just realized I should have changed it up. That way I can't get it wrong anymore. Welcome to, uh, after a unexpected hiatus last week, welcome back to the PTB Weekend Special. I am Scott Criscolo. Joining me as always, the doctor, Dr. G, Giorgio Bellino. Mon frere! The pleasure's all yours, and you know what? We, we've been calling you a misfit for 30 years, so it's perfect. Exactly. Well, Matt Rotel is the original misfit. I'm a lot of other things. He's the original misfit. Now he's just the ramrod. Um, welcome, everyone. Uh, sorry about last week. It was an unexpected uh, absence. What happened was, I'll give you the backstory. So to give you, to break the fourth wall a little bit, um, we kind of expanded, you know, because now our show drops on Sundays. Happy Sunday morning. Um, or afternoon, depending on when you're listening to it. In fact, later today here on the PTB Wrestling Network feed, brand new episode of YouTube Roulette is going to drop later today. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, so last week, so we so we now record, we, we decided to record either Friday nights or Saturday nights now. Back when we were doing the NWA Saturday special, we pretty much only recorded on Fridays because we needed it to drop on, on Saturdays. Well, last week... Uh, for those that don't know, obviously you probably do know, last Saturday night, uh, the 9th, was NXT Deadline from uh, the Deadline from the Total Mortgage Arena in Bridgeport. I went at I went uh, to that show uh, as a comp from my very good friend, uh, who I thanked on Place Be Nation's main event. I'll thank her again. Thank you, Tiffany. You're the best. Um, uh, with my lovely ladies and uh, getting out of the park, as Dr. G can attest to, because he's done it with me many times, getting out of that garage, like any garage in an arena, is a fucking joke. So I got home too late. I felt neither him or I were really in a good position. I wasn't drunk or anything, but I was just I was just tapped. I didn't want to put out a crappy show. So we decided to just kind of um, which kind of is OK, because last week's episode of Power was eh, it was all right. But this week's was the first one at the Hobart tapings. And I got a lot of good things to say about about what I think we're going to see. I think the CW Bo, situation may be a... What? It's Robarts, not Hobarts. Throwbarts? It's Robarts. R-O-B-A. I did say Robart. I said return to Robart. Oh, I thought you said Hobart. So like... No, it's Robart. Did I say okay. Hobart? Oh, maybe it yeah. is Robart. But I think it's single, though. It's not Robarts. I think it's Robart. But any event. Um, whatever. Anyway. Uh, I, I kind of dug the the vibe. I think the CW is going to be better for them than people think. They are going to lose some talent, though. That that's that's undoubted. Um, I think you're going to say goodbye. I think we are going to say goodbye to Camille at some point in 2024, and she should go. She's done her thing. She needs to so she needs to spread her wings and fly somewhere else. Um, we need to give some of the other lady res- women's wrestlers in the NWA a chance without this her shadow kind of over the, the, the division. Um, but I think, uh, I think the, I think the, uh, the Hobart, I mean, Robart, I just did it. You're right. The Robart, um, vibe is pretty great. Not going to lie. 
Um, so anyway, that's what happened. I we, I just got home too late from NXT deadline. If you want to hear all the info on that, uh, take a look, take a check of this past Friday's episode of Place Be Nation's main event. Myself and the boogie of the bayou, Andrew Reich, uh talked about uh, uh, stuff from last week and looked ahead to the rest of the year. In fact, we have a philosophy question that I'm going to ask the doctor. It's one thing I like kind of how we've expanded the show a little bit. Uh, when he can't join me on main event with the guys, I kind of ask him the same questions I asked uh, I asked um, uh, the guys on main event. And I have a question about uh, Mr. Brooks, that uh, Dr. G's favorite wrestler, that I want to ask him uh, today, uh, tonight. Uh, so another we'll one we got we, you got me fired up last week well this one's different i mean okay. it's a little different but anyway um so that's what happened and nxt deadline was a great show by the way i like shows in bridgeport and they had a good crowd obviously most of the sections were you know the camera side was tarped off so i would say there was probably i would say doctor probably a solid 6500 in the arena which is pretty good for an nxt and you know a, an nxt sh- you know pay-per-view show in December. I, I would be, I'm not going to lie. They'll probably be less than that at world's end at AEW show in, three, in a couple weeks. I'm not going to lie. In fact, I told Mr. D'Amato who was going to that show. We're going to see him the next night uh, at our new year's Eve bash. Um, uh, I, uh, I, I have a feeling they're going to have less people at that show than NXT did for deadline. But anyway, um, so that's why we didn't have a show last week. But we are back this week. We're going to talk about Power uh, Return. It's to- weird how hot wrestling is, and and it seems like they're, they're having a hard time with attendance. All the companies in various ways, um, and I don't know why that is. Uh, I don't either. WWE's attendance hasn't been terrible for the for the TV. Uh, AEW's attendance has not been good for for like the last half year. Um, not counting, excuse me, not counting, uh, all in and all out. And I don't know about, uh, full gear. I don't know how they did out in LA, but I would not be surprised if, which is why WWE, why Triple H dumped day one, which was the pay-per-view they did on New Year's day. Uh, my, uh, my source at WWE was telling me that, uh, they thought it was just stupid to try and compete with like the national semi cause this year, New Year's day is the semis of the college playoff it's going to be washington texas and bama and michigan which will both be pretty good games people don't want people are like eh, i don't feel like watching wrestling on new year's day so uh so they were smart to get rid of it um i don't know if uh i don't know how AEW will do that saturday night they might do good they may not who knows the new nassau coliseum only seats about the same as bridgeport now like nine thousand ninety five hundred. it's not they 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 uh condensed it quite a bit from what it used to be when it was the home of the islanders so we'll see but I feel like TV TV tapings and pay-per-views, for the most part, by all participants, have been pretty good. I have a feeling that we're going to have a fresh year of stuff in 2024. I think I think TNA is going to be amazing. I think they're going to they're going to uh, find their footing now with their rebranding, and I think they're going to have a hot weekend that second weekend in January out in Vegas. They have the Hard to Kill pay-per-view on the 13th, and then they have the oh crap, I don't remember the name of it, but they they have a um, they have a uh, uh, taping the next day. I don't remember what it's called, but Okada is going to be there wrestling. I think Will, I think Osprey is too, uh, before he, cause he's got, uh, he's got some dates to fulfill before he, uh, starts his, uh, 
AEW career. Uh, so um, that'll be very interesting. But I have a feeling 2024 is going to be a fun year for wrestling. We got a great WrestleMania season. I mean, Philly's going to be banging. Um, we'll see what happens after that. I'll be curious to see where SummerSlam is this year. I wonder if they're going to go West Coast uh, or like, you know, Midwest. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they go to Denver. That would be an interesting city for SummerSlam. You can count me out of that. I ain't walking around through all that weed haze. But um, <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't fault uh, people that smoke it. Not at all. Uh, but some cities just it's just not well ventilated or well. the Because walking through Vegas was rough. Um, uh, but I mean, I'm teasing. But Denver would be pretty cool if they did it at like Coors Field or something. That would be kind of fun. Anyway. Um, uh NWA and Robarts. It is Robarts. It is plural. I'm a moron. I should probably put my glasses on. That would fucking help. Yeah, Robarts. So it's Return to Robarts, part one. I think there's four shows. I think I thought I heard. I thought I heard Joe Galley say four pow, four straight powers from Robarts, which is probably pretty good. So let's get started. This was from this past Tuesday. Um, Joe Galley, Danny Deals, and uh, Tim Storm back at commentaries. But they say he's an active wrestler, but he's on commentary. So I don't know what the fuck's going on with that. But I liked him. Um, I uh, Danny Deals is, if he's supposed to be the heel, he needs to do a better job. Because I think he sucks at it. Uh, he needs to be a little more. Joe Galley is so milk-toasty like 90 Vince baby face that Danny D you need a better heel. You need, we need like a Jesse Bobby type heel that can kind of go at him. Danny deals is terrible at it. So they need to find a better heel announcer. Um, but anyway, that's just me. Um, we had four matches. Uh, we had two title matches and then an announcement of a title match next week. And then another amazing promo by the Southern six. Those guys are, those three guys are fucking hilarious. They really are. They are. So the show opens with a tag match. We have the former uh, U.S. Tag Team Champions, Daisy Kill and Talos, taking on a team called the Heavenly Butterflies. Their names are Fabu Andre and Tony Donati. They must be some local. Maybe maybe it's another local NWA. Maybe it's another territory promotion or something, because I have no idea who the fuck they are. But um anyway, Daisy Kill and Talos kind of beat the crap out of them and they won in 606. It was a decent match. Um, we had a promo with the members of Magna Muscle, Dak Draper, and our NWA World Television Champion, Mims, and they are actually going to wrestle each other this coming Tuesday for the, uh, uh, for the, uh, World Television titles. We'll have a World TV title match this coming, uh, Tuesday, uh, on part two of Return to Robarts, Dr. G. So, I don't know if... I hope that, you know this funny, I hope they don't turn Mims heel because I feel like for some dumb reason, every guy that wins a belt that's a baby face in the NWA, fucking Billy turns him heel. Like, that's stupid. <laughs> it's like, it's, so I hope that they just have a good, nice baby face, baby face match that's really good and we go from there. Because they say that the, the tag team's going to stay, Magna Muscle's going to stay. I think it's, I think we're good. I think we're good with that. That's just my opinion. Um... What are your thoughts on that? Do you think Billy does that? I feel like he, like, Kerry Morton did it and, like, all these other guys. I don't want Mims to do it. Like, why do, can't we just have babyface champions? Why is every guy that have a belt turn heel? That's dumb. Yeah, I mean, uh -huh. I know that. 
some companies like the heel as the champion nwa the old nwa was like that but i hope uh, i i leave mims alone for a little while i think you know but the old nwa didn't have clowns either i do see him um eventually um Turning heel though, I think he I think he'd be a better heel, like kind of like turn on the fans, you know. I had enough of you people, you know, like that kind of thing. You know, th- that right. happens eventually, but for now, I'd like to see him be a, a face champion. Okay, I do too. I like Bims as a face. I like Dak Draper as a face too. I like Magna Muscle. They're a good tag team. Keep them. We don't have enough tag teams in NWA. Don't break them up. That's that. That's we need them. So anyway, they are going to wrestle this coming um, Tuesday, the next episode, Return to Robarts Part 2. We did get a promo. It was kind of like an insert from home by Matt Cardona, who challenged our World's Heavyweight Champion, EC3, to a death match for the World's Heavyweight title on January 13th at Paranoia, which is, they call it a... Live CW event. That's what they're calling it. A live CW. Do you think uh do you think NWA's ditching the pay-per-views? I don't know. Because we've not I, heard about a pay-per-view. We didn't get a hard times for I don't really know what's going on at all. All of a sudden we were gonna get all these announcements and there's really been no like Weird, I, right? did he even make an official announcement about the CW thing? No, but they're calling it the well. We all know, obviously, because there's episodes of Power on the CW app. Oh, I know, but like he was supposed to be making all these official announcements. Well, he didn't. They're just calling. It's kind of like he's doing it under the radar because they're calling this paranoia a live CW event. That's what they're calling it. So I wonder if it's going to be live on the app. Uh, I'm I'm curious about that. So we'll have to look when we get into the new, and it's the same night as. TNA's hard to kill pay-per-view. Not that that's not a big deal. You could, I mean, two promotions that are roughly the same, although TNA is a little bit, is a little bit higher in the pecking order than NWA is. It's not like NWA is doing this against like an AEW show or you know, obviously not a WWE pay-per-view. So, uh, but so maybe it's not. Maybe they're taping it and then the CW will air it later in the week on the app. Maybe. I, 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 like I said, it was like he was making all these things. Oh, I got big and out, and then you don't hear nothing. It's like I know, isn't that weird? Who knows? Maybe he's realizing he's not, he's should stop being a pompous ass in all of his interviews. <laughs> well, I anyway. don't think you know. I don't think. Um, I don't think that he's cheaping out. I know they were saying that they were cutting things. I, mean, I don't see that happening yet. We'll see after the first of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, it's just weird. Mm, it is weird. So Matt Cardona cut a promo. So at that paranoia show, uh, EC3 and Matt Cardona in a death match for the uh, NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. That could be fun. Like both those guys. We speaking of NWA title matches, we had a junior heavyweight title match this week on Power. Colby Carino successfully defended the title against Joe Ocasio. I said Joe Alonso, I meant Joe Ocasio in six nineteen. They call him the Long Island something or other. It's some nickname. Um, 
um, it was a decent little match. Uh, like it was the first time that I tried that I noticed Danny Deal's really trying to act heel, but he just I don't know he's just not doing a very good job. But he seems very lazy. But that's just me. Um, and Joe Galley's like totally milk. I mean, he's totally milk. And Tim just kind of sits there and throws his little little digs in. It's pretty funny. Tim's pretty uh, Tim's pretty witty when he wants to be. Tim Storm. Yes, he is very witty. Um, like yourself, of course. But um, so Colby Carino retains the uh, junior heavyweight title over Joe Ocasio in uh, a decent match. Then we had one of my favorite favorite promos in a while from these guys. We get a promo with uh, the Southern Six, um, Alex Taylor, uh, Kerry Morton, and our national heavyweight champion, Thrill Billy Silas. They are fucking hilarious. I mean, they are literally yeah. like, like they're almost like the low-level white trash uh, freebirds, but they're just so good. Alex, In one minute, Alex Taylor says, we've gone to every strip club around here, we've gone to every pool hall, we've gone to every swimming pool. So he says strip club. Two seconds later, uh, Carrie Morton says, damn. And they're like, dude, language. And then Alex Taylor goes, my grandmother watches this show. <laughs> and then Thrill Billy gets, stands right in front of, uh, <coughs> stands right in front of Alex, uh, right in front of Kyle Davis. And Kyle Davis has to put the mic over by him. And he starts, he starts calling, you know, doing, cut, doing his shtick. And, and, and he, he, he pumps his guns and he goes, uh, the ladies down here love climbing Mount Thrillamanjaro. I wish I thought of that. Damn it! I wish I thought of that. You want it? You want that shirt, don't you? Mount. I want the NWA. You stupid fucks to make a Mount Thrillamanjaro shirt with Billy Silas on it. I would wear it. Fuck everybody who doesn't like it. I would definitely wear it. Those guys are great. They're 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 like one of the most entertaining things about the NWA right now. There's a lot of things about the NWA that still need work. But those guys don't. They are absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. I For love most them. Reason. I do too. Those guys really need to if Kerry Morton if Kerry Morton's not I think Kerry Morton and Alex Taylor should either beat one of the two. If the problem is both tag team champions well, not blunt force trauma, they're heels. But I don't know. Are, are the Southern Six heels? I don't know what the fuck they are. I'm, I think they're awesome. I, yeah, I, they're they're kind of heels, but I yeah. think they're just the cool heels that people yeah. are. When you're hot, you're hot. He goes, Alex Taylor goes, man, it is hot down here. Because when you're hot, you're hot. And when you're not, and then they walk away. That's the that's my favorite part of the ending of a promo. And it when is. you're not, see ya. It's like when you say ciao without them saying ciao. See ya. So, um, then we had a triple threat women's match, Taylor Rising versus Erika Demia and Ali Rex. I know Ali Rex. Erika Demia is probably another local. And then Taylor, Taylor Rising won in 346. A decent little match. Like I said, I think the women's division right now, Dr. G, needs to kind of really be highlighted because it obviously it's already come out in the news. It's not even a, it's not a rumor or anything. It is true that when her deal is up, whenever that is, Camille is gone. From the NWA. And good for her. She should be gone. She needs to spread her wings. She's done everything in the NWA. Winning the women's, women's title again means it does nothing. All it does is stunt the growth of the rest of the division. She's done her thing. 
She built herself. Yeah, you know, that's that's the thing. Like, you know, when you do these these streaks and things like that, like, do you kind of like peek peek her out early? Right. You know, like I don't know. Um, she will be missed, but I I'm I'm happy for her. I think she's going to go on to bigger and better things. I agree with you. I think she'll be fine. I think she'll be fine. That's you know the NWA. Listen, as we've named it. They had a lot of great talent that's doing great in the bigger companies right now. So, you know, um, <laughs> it's not it, I, the NWA. I mean, not that they they cut their teeth in the NWA. Many of these guys, but they did have when there was nothing going on. You know, Billy gave them a chance, and you know the, the NWA has some good talent. <laughs> I'm wondering if, uh, speaking of the NWA and expanding, I'm looking. I have my uh, my YouTube up right now, and OVW had an ep- had a show called Yuletide Riot. It was like a pay per view. Was I think it was almost three hours long, and it says EC3's championship coronation. So I wonder if he's the is he the OVW champion along with the NWA champion? I think he. I think I did see something. He did win one of their championships. I don't know if it was there. It says EC3's championship coronation. So. I don't know. Is the NWA going to make a deal with Al Snow? Maybe, that- maybe, uh, maybe they'll become a, a territory. That's interesting. That would be huge because they got a lot of they got a lot of talent there. They do. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, then we have. Uh, uh, then we have um, the main event, which was the U.S. Tag Team Titles. Our champions, the Immortals, Kratos and Odinson, against the Brothers of Funstruction, Fuckstick and Dipstick, um, uh, which I think are just a waste of space. And uh, these this tag team called the Kids ran in. I don't. I, they must be another local team. The Kids ran in, caused a DQ, and the show ended in eight thirty one. The match wasn't bad. I mean, the Immortals are a better team, but it was very weird. Like. Um, yeah, it was very weird. Uh, the match had, was trying to get cooking and it never did. And then we had this weird run in, but I don't know. Um, I know that the brothers of Funstruction are baby faces, but I just they're just unwatchable crap, in my opinion. Most of that juggalo shit is crap. But um, I don't know who this team was. They were called the Kids, and they just ran in and, and disrupted the match, and then the show ended. So kind of a flat ending to the show. Yeah. But, the the in the in ring was decent, and I gotta say the crowd it in Hobart in Robarts did it again. Hobart in Robarts was actually pretty hot, and I think they had a decent crowd. I would say they had for them a few hundred. I know that sounds stupid, but for them, I think it was more than that because I they showed some pictures before you know, and I I think they had a decent crowd there. I, I don't know if it was like a thousand, but it was definitely over a few hundred. I think. I, th- I think it was probably maybe six or seven hundred, probably, which for them is pretty now, good. Again, we it depends on how many hours they were doing. It could have been some of those matches could have been when, you know, uh, maybe there wasn't as many people. I don't know. I'm not sure what the the schedule was. No, we'll we'll I just we'll see what happens next week and over the next couple of weeks of power because I am curious. I am curious, uh, you know, if if something happened here like it did with. Like it did with uh, um, those when they did two years ago when they did the, all those tapings of the chase and by like the sixth show we wanted to blow our brains out. 
Um, we'll see. But they seem to be getting pumped about uh, about this paranoia show. I'll be looking forward to it, Doctor G. We'll have to keep an eye on the. Uh, I think what? Florida is a good market for them. I agree. I agree. I wish they would come up here. I really, I, I would. But I, do, I don't I think know. They'd have a tough time up here, but I would love to see them. They'd have to get some to kind the... of pull somebody that you know, is either retired that could be part of the show that, you know, they're familiar with up here. I mean, maybe it could be for autograph signings or just, you know. Right. Or they could maybe that Northeast Championship Wrestling that, what is it, NECW? NECW, yeah. NECW. Maybe they could work something out with them and they have a combo show. I would would totally be in on that. You know, they're, they're, I know they do a lot in the Danbury area, which in in our area here in Connecticut is probably what? About a half hour from you and I, um, 45 minutes tops. So I, I wanted to, um, just because you're talking about Ohio Valley Wrestling, they just announced a big financial investment in the new CEO a few days ago. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, they have a, they have a, they have a, uh, I follow their YouTube channel and, uh, um, one of the networks that my company or your former company uh, cover uh, handles um, one of the they used to air OVW on their network. They don't anymore. But um, yeah, so that's interesting. Uh, so that's uh, power for this week. Um, it was a good show. Solid. I look forward to next Tuesday. We already know that uh, Mims will defend the uh, world television title against his tag team partner, Dak Draper. So I look forward to that. We'll see what other matches we'll have next week. And sounds like this paranoia, I have a feeling it's going to be taped and then it'll air on the CW app, you know, maybe during maybe that week. You know what I mean? We'll have to keep an eye on it. I don't think it's going to I don't think it'll stream live. Um, That weekend is all about TNA and obviously the news in TNA um, is that uh, the uh, stream, the streaming service. Uh, has officially updated. So if you follow, and speaking of, uh, speaking of, um, what are you, loosening up your, uh, your, your <laughs> new chair? Um, <laughs> Impact Wrestling, they, they did a new, they did a show this week called Hidden Gems. Um, it was matches that were from, like, like, almost like, um, uh, um, like dark matches almost. Uh, so the matches this week, and you can check the show out both on access TV and you can check it out on their YouTube channel. If you have the, uh, the uh, special uh, insiders, which I pay like a dollar a month. Um, they, they did the following matches. So this one was taped on October 22nd in Cicero, Illinois, which I think is where the pay-per-view was. Uh, Samurai Del Sol defeated Alan Angels. Remember we saw Alan Angels? He won that match. He had that, he cashed in the, what was it, junior heavy with the X Division title, I think it was. Um, Killer Kelly and Masha Slamovich defeated Giselle Shaw and Savannah Evans. That was from June in Atlanta. PCO defeated Diener in a street fight from June in Columbus, Ohio. Still one of my favorite Piper's Pits of all time. When Piper asked him, you ever lose a match in Columbus, Ohio? Yeah. <laughs> we have to talk about that with D'Amato when we see him on New Year's Eve because that's like one of our – Tim and I love doing that. 
you ever lose a match in Columbus, Ohio? Yeah. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Frankie Williams. Um, Channing Decker and Tommy Dreamer defeated Alpha Bravo and Dirty Dirty Dango. Uh, the match was from uh, uh, late August in Toronto. In Toronto. For the Knockouts World title, uh, the champion at the time, the Virtuosa, Sean Kidd's uh, girl there, Deanna Perrazzo, defeated Taylor Wilde. That was from back in June in Atlanta. Of course, she's no longer champion. Trinity is. And, jo- and this was a banger, apparently. I got to check this match out. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. This is from late uh, from late uh, September in Memphis. Josh Alexander defeated Yuya Yamora in 1520. So that was the episode of... I have a feeling that uh, that Impact's going to kind of coast for the next few weeks uh, before they kind of reboot at Hard to Kill. So I don't think you're going to see a lot of fresh Impact stuff for the next few weeks. I think they're going to do a lot of tapings. On their YouTube channel, they're doing... Um, they're doing, like, the, the 50 greatest matches of the TNA era or whatever. Uh, sounds like a lot of fun. A lot of uh, good stuff, like the Kurt Angle, like Christian Cage, like stuff from the late 2000s and 2010s, like the like during those good years. idea. It's a good idea. I have a feeling they're kind of just shutting down and then they're going to reboot. I think they're going to reboot at uh, on, on January 13th at Hard to Kill. So uh, that should be very uh, – I'm looking forward to it, actually. So um, – if you have Impact Plus, give you a little background here. If you have Impact Plus, um, your you may, your bill may not have paid because you have to you have to migrate it. Um, that happened to me today. I, I got an email saying that they didn't get my payment. I'm like, I do it. You know, it's eight bucks a month. Something you know, something crazy. And um, but you have to migrate from Impact Plus to uh, TNA Plus now. The Impact Plus. Uh, the Impact Plus um, uh, platform. Yes, address. Thank you. Uh, the TNA, uh, the Impact Plus one doesn't work anymore. It is now watch.tnawrestling.com. That is TNA Plus. And it looks a, a zillion times better. The I love, I love Impact Plus in terms of the content. The interface was absolute garbage. 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 Absolute garbage. Um, this now is amazing. And guess who runs their, uh, their streaming now? Um, who runs it? Endeavor Streaming. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, um... And what? I had a thought in my head, and it just vanished. You're getting old. Uh, I am getting old. It just looks better. It just looks better. Um, they have an event schedule, and then you click on – I think you click on the more, and it goes – yeah, it goes to favorites. Uh, and then if you just – if you go back to the home uh, – so you go to the home page, and it just says TNA, and it has a picture of the champions. It has Alex Shelley, who's your world champion. Chris Sabin, his Motor City Machine Guns tag partner, who is also X-Division champion. Tommy Dreamer is the digital media champion. I don't know why the fuck he's still wrestling. but And then uh, Masha Slamovich and Killer Kelly are the uh, are the uh, women's knockout tag team champions. The knockout tag team champions. They have featured matches, and then you go down, and then it says live and upcoming. So they already have Countdown to Hard to Kill, 
and then Hard to Kill the Pay-Per-View, and then No Surrender, which is February 23rd. That is actually a TNA Plus show. So they have two uh, payment options. Well, there's only one that's monthly. Let's let me let's be clear on that. Uh, you could pay ten dollars a month for the regular, um, you know, monthly thing, or a hundred for the year. So you'd be saving twenty bucks if you pay a hundred bucks up front. Or you can get the whatever it's called World Championship Pack, which is two twenty for the year. It is there is no weekly. There's no monthly uh, payment option. You pay two twenty up front, and you get the entire library and the four pay per views: Hard to Kill, Rebellion, Slam Anniversary, and uh, Bound for Glory. Those are included. You and I haven't decided what we're going to do yet. I think I kind of like. I feel like we should probably just wait and see if we are around for those nights. I feel like paying that and then not watching them live is fucking stupid. So, so we'll see, but that's, those are the options for all of you out there. You can just pay. It's now nine 99 a month though. So you're, it will go up $2. So just let you know. Um, uh, and you get everything in the library, uh, and you get all the shows except the four pay-per-views, which is hard again. And I think they'll probably be on the stream probably within the week, I would think. So hard, so hard to kill, uh, rebellion, which I think is in May, Slammiversary, which is July, and then Bound for Glory, which is October. Those you have to pay for separately. And they're not expensive. I think they're 35. I think their pay-per-views are like 30 or 35. I don't think they're I don't think they're crazy. Um so uh yeah. Then if you pan down, then it, it ha- then they have featured series, they have collections, and then they have featured series. So they have impact. They have pay-per-views, exclusive events, and asylum years. So there you go. So asylum years is like the, uh, I think pay-per-view is, is that the weeklies? Does that include the weekly? I'm clicking pay-per-view right now. 2023. Pay-per-views go all the way to 2014. Oh, yeah. Go all the way down to 20. Okay, no. So the pay-per-view link is just the, the, so like, it's just the big shows. So if you click pay-per-view, the first show that you get is Victory Road 2004, which is their first ever pay-per-view. I think if you clicked Asylum Years, I think that's the, uh, yeah. So if you want to watch, like, from the very beginning, like, the very first show on June 19th, 2002, and all those, like, weekly pay-per-views that they did, that's under Asylum Years. And then if you click Impact, then you go to, like, the Impact Years. So you go all the way to... Holy crap. Yeah. There I mean this is amazing. It's so much better than fucking the old interface. You go all the way to the very first impact which was June 4th, 2004. And then if you click exclusive events, I think it's like all the stuff that, you know, like the the no surrender, like all the stuff that was special to yeah, the which started in 2018, the exclusive events. So like the sacrifice under siege, like all the the non-pay-per-view shows are on here. So nice. if you're a TNA fan and you pay the 10 bucks a month, go to fucking town. You will not be, I mean, it's got everything in here. And the interface is so much better. And Dr. G, I know you and I watch a lot of stuff together. Uh, if you, if For those of you that have like Roku or Fire TV, the app's already updated. It doesn't say Impact anymore. It says TNA Plus on it. So it already updated itself. You don't have to do anything. 
which is kind of badass. So anyway, we'll uh, we'll definitely dive back in a full blown. We're definitely going to add, um, you know, we'll do definitely more impact here on the weekend special uh, starting in January uh, when they kind of reboot themselves. I feel like that's what they're doing. I think they're going to do a lot of these like specialty shows on their weekly impact for the for the next. And that, that show is going to stay called impact. The show's still going to be called Impact. They're just changing the name of the promotion because the name of the promotion and the name of the show were both the same. I always thought it was dumb. It's like we should have like calling. It's like calling the WWE Raw. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, it's like fucking dumb. Uh, anyway. It's good to go back to that name. I'm excited. I'm happy. And they got the the logos old school. So if you get if you see the TNA Plus, I mean, you, you will not be disappointed. The interface is a zillion times better than Impact Plus as well. So anyway. Before we go, I wanted to ask Dr. G uh, the same question I asked my my by, my uh, boogie of the bayou, Andrew Reich, this past week on Placement Nation's main event. So CM Punk's back, in case you didn't know, in WWE. No, I didn't know. It must yeah. be new news. It is new news. Um, he has now showed up at every brand. He obviously came out on Raw, which is now where he's going to be. He did come out on SmackDown. And yes, I actually saw him live. For the first time, you were marking it out. Yep, I did. I heard. I heard Living Color, and I was pumped. But the last time I saw CM Punk live, Doctor G, guess who I was with? You. I don't know. You bitch. Because when we went to, remember, we went to the. It was last year, twenty twenty two. We went to the uh, Dynamite show in March, right before I went to Dallas for Mania. Uh, remember, you and I went to uh, with Andy Atherton. Uh, we we went to the Dynamite, and um, that was during the Punk MJF feud. The last time I saw Punk live in WWE, I was also with you. I wasn't sitting next to you for that one, but I was with you. That was, of course, at MetLife for WrestleMania 29 when he lost that to Banner Taker. That was the last time I saw Punk live. So... Um, so that was cool, and of course he came out. And him and the best, the, the highlight of that was when Shawn Michaels, Punk came out wearing a Bret Hart, uh, a Bret Hart hoodie, and uh, Shawn goes, "Nice hoodie." And Punk goes, "What? You two made up?" That was really good. That was funny. Um, but since then, Doctor G, apparently everybody backstage says he has been happy. He's he's effervescent. He's gone down to the performance center. He hangs out with the talent. He's talking to them. They're listening. He hangs out in the lounge. Uh, he was there Tuesday for the ta- you know for the show, and he was he was, he was sitting at the gorilla position with Sean, and he was learning about like like uh, production and graphics and the how to do camera and stuff. He wants to be to Sean what Sean was to Triple H. I think Punk is looking for his life after he's done wrestling. I feel like this is what he wanted in AEW and didn't get it. I think that's because I've said all along, the only reason that AEW has three TV shows is because Tony Khan gave Punk Collision on Saturdays. And that show is floundering in terms of uh, attendance at shows and stuff. They were in Connecticut, but that was the weekend you and I were in Cooperstown. They were at Mohegan. And from what I heard, the crowd was not great. Um, no. uh, the only reason that they have collision is because it was supposed to be punk show. 
obviously the the audience or the uh the audience the the roster wasn't warming up to it um you know and then we all know what happened backstage we're not getting into that hullabaloo i really do feel like punk wants to um punk wants to look ahead to his life after wrestling and i i get a weird feeling that people are actually angry that he's happy that like he should have already how has he been here how has he been with the company less than a month and he hasn't pissed anybody off yet my opinion is the same thing i said to reach on thursday and get or when we taped and when the show this past week on main event and i'm curious your your thinking i think punk as much as he enjoyed the fanboyness of being in AEW, I just don't think that place is run as professionally as it should. I think too many inmates run the asylum in AEW, and I think Punk got aggravated by that. Yeah, listen, hey, WWE is a, a, a fine-tuned machine now. It's it, it's it's definitely what better run. Uh, and I feel AEW. like I think I think when people come to AEW, they like that you know Tony was given. You know, with how they do it with the travel expenses. I think he was giving them benefits, things like that, things that the WWE doesn't do. Um, For now. You know, I think people felt like, oh, he was he was an owner for the guys. But, you know, listen, in the end, it's a business and he's going to make money. And when you start feeling the pressure, which Tony is feeling, I think, at times, Mm -hmm. it changes you. And you got a lot of egos come together. I Yes, I don't think it was just, it wasn't just CM Punk's fault. I mean, there's a lot of egos, you know, that takes two to, two to tango, right? So, yep. but CM Punk has been known to have a little, some attitude issues. Yep. Um, right now, the honeymoon is there. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I think time will only tell. I mean, I think everybody tries to judge by, you know, a few weeks. You let let's see how things play out. Let's see how the storylines go, how he's used. And then we'll see how, you know, then we could talk about this next year at this time and say, okay, where are we? Where are we with CM Punk one year later? Yep. Now he does. And I said this, I, I think I said this to you. I know I said on the other show, he does have a behavior clause in his deal. Triple H and them and Nick Khan were not stupid. They were going to protect themselves. So, um, but I really do think Punk, I think he appreciates structure now. He's not the 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 second city saint that was a, a brat in a in a you know ROH in 2004, 2005, 2006. Those days are over. I think he's matured enough. I still think he likes to have his say, but I think he trusts the system now a little bit more. I think he trusts the system. And I think like he I actually said, likes yeah, I think yeah, Triple H go ahead. I know. I I think you just gotta wait to see. I think, yeah. I think Triple H. I think because he has a little bit, he's wielding a little bit more power. I think people like the fact that he he had done their job before, so he he sometimes will get in that mind of a wrestler of how he felt when he was wrestling, and you know the things that he liked and didn't like. Right. Um, But again, it is a business, and sometimes you got to make decisions that people aren't going to like, and you can't be afraid to make those decisions. Correct. And um, it was very smart. They put that clause in a contract, but that tells you right there, if you have to put something like that in somebody's contract, that, you know, it's known that he does, 
he could cause issues. So mm-hmm. they protected themselves because they have something that also kind of forces him to be on good behavior. But maybe that clause is, I don't want to say changing him as a person, but maybe he's being more cognizant of how he was acting. And maybe maybe it will help. I don't know. I, don't I mean, I mean, uh, uh, listen, the fans only win when things like this, just like we say, having two companies, you want two companies to do well. Like I was questioning in the beginning of the show, like, why is attendance down? Have the companies become more of television companies than actual live companies, but con- companies, but yeah, you want good crowds when you're watching something on television. So, I mean, I think well, WWE's definitely- television does well. Yeah, well, that's why I think I think WWE is smart to start pairing back the the, the house shows. Triple H seems much more family oriented than Vince is. Uh, that's pretty evident. Well, um, the, so the thing so, is about um, house shows, you do need some because I think these guys need practice, and I think that's why you're seeing more injuries because they don't have the. So because they're not okay, how's what's how can I say this? Because they're getting out there now fewer and fewer times a week, especially like in AEW, they try to do things that they normally wouldn't do because when you're trying to save yourself and you're, you know, you're wrestling four or five times a week, you can't go and do these crazy things or you're not totally that amped up to where then, you you know, you can make a mistake or you could do something that, you know, you normally wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you do need some... Um, Bring work, and I think that's why when we got frustrated in the NWA with Tyrus, because obviously he's got other things that he's working on. Obviously, that's why he's doing his own thing now. He wasn't really working the ring rust off. Not that he was ever a great wrestler, because by then he wasn't. But he, we, he was definitely a little better in WWE than he was in the NWA run. But if you're not, if you're not working off that ring rust, it's very tough. That's why a lot of these guys are probably in the Indies because. You have to you have to get that that feeling that practice. So I think AEW misses that boat on that sometimes. But you can you, you like WWE if WWE is having a hard time drawing for house shows and they got talent up the ass. You know some of right. the best talent in the world. I'm not that AEW doesn't, but I'm just saying, how do you expect other companies to draw well on house shows? Right. Yeah, I agree. Because everybody wants the big thing, the thing that I was there, you know, like you're saying, you buy these shirts. I was there like, ah, it's got to be the big name thing that the, the 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 thing that everybody wants to talk about around the water cooler, you know, that kind of thing. Everybody wants the the big name thing to to go to. And so now the little house shows don't mean anything anymore. Right. They know there's going to be no belt changes you're not going to have the glitz and the glamour that you see on television with the pyro and, you know, uh, everybody likes to, they want their bang for their buck. And I have to be honest with you, things aren't cheap anymore. You can't go get a nice, you know, $10, $15 seat at a, or even no. a $20 seat at a WWE, even house show. No, you're totally right there. So, you know, uh, I mean... I mean, we say this even, too, about sports. Is they're getting to the point where you can't even afford to take your family to anything anymore. Yep. So there's yep. a lot of things that go into it. I, I do think it's great that they're, they're scaling back, but I do think they do need to still get the work in the ring. I agree with you. 
Yeah, you're right. You're totally right. But I think you know, CM Punk going back to CM Punk. My thing is, is I let's let's you and I have this conversation a year from now and see where he's at. And see, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about him throughout the year as things go on, but right. We'll see. I mean, right now it's things are in the honeymoon stage. Let's see what happens even just a few months from now. When he's told this is your storyline, this is what you're doing, this, you know. Well, I think he's at the point now where he, I, I don't think he cares about being in the main event. I think he just wants the main event WrestleMania. I think he just wants to get that off his plate, and then I think he'll be fine after that. Um, as long as it doesn't get in the way of Cody finishing his story. That's why it's good that there's two cheap. Well, it's pretty obvious. We're going to get we're gonna get uh, Punk and, and Seth for one belt in Philly, and then Cody and Roman, and then Cody finishes the story on Sunday night. I think that's definitely happening. Um so before we go, I was just looking quickly at the at NWA's Facebook page. So it is a signature live event. That's what they're calling it, Paranoia, on January 13th. A CW signature live event. Then the next day in Tampa, they're going to go up to Tampa from Fort Lauderdale. The show is in Fort Lauderdale on Saturday. Sunday the 14th, they're doing power tapings in Tampa. So... Sounds like titles are going to be on the line. Of course, we already know that at Paranoia, uh, like I said, EC3 will defend the uh, uh, will defend the World Heavyweight Title against Card- Matt Cardona in a death match. Should be very interesting. Yes, it should be. So um, that'll do it for this week's episode of the PTB Weekend Special. We gave you a nice meaty one because we were we uh, we forgot we we uh, didn't have one last week, but it's good to have you all. Uh, thank you for listening. You can follow Dr. G and I on Twitter. We always give you the handles. Definitely follow the brand on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. Uh, we got a great uh, week of of, uh, of shows coming up. The second episode of the place, uh, second episode, the next episode of the Place Be Podcast, our new Making Towns series. Uh, people were very uh, very warm and receptive to the first one, uh, where we did uh, Atlanta with Chad Campbell. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Um. I decided that I wanted to do video because, you know me, I, I was we don't do a ton of that on this side. Oh, but I said, you know what? I think this will be fun for video because, A, um, they're shorter shows. And, B, I get to actually I, – I, I, if you noticed in that episode, a lot of people were like, you're a Met fan. Why are you wearing your – why are you wearing an Atlanta Braves hat? Well, number one, it was not a current Braves hat, although I do own a current Braves hat. It's the – I was wearing the 1974 – Hank Aaron Braves hat with the lowercase a and um, I get a chance to wear my hats because I don't get to wear my MLB hats as often as I as I usually do. So uh, so a new episode you drops, get to break out uh, the glasses and everything. I do take the glasses off a lot, though, but um, I yes, you're right. Um, and uh, so we got a new episode dropping Monday, new guest, new city. I think you'll get a kick out of the hat I'm wearing compared to what the city is. It's pretty it's, it's pretty funny. We will have a brand new episode this Wednesday, the final one of the calendar year of Through the Looking Glass, myself and Dave Hall. It's our mailbag episode. We have some mailbag questions. I have a mailbag question I got from somebody that's very interesting. It involves uh, Triple H and the Torn Quad from 2001 that actually fascinated me. Nothing, Something I'd never heard before that I think will be a very interesting discussion for Dave and I to have. So stay tuned for that later in the week. That'll drop on Wednesday. Uh, if you're listening to this tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Sunday, you have till tomorrow 
to vote on the Place to Be Facebook group uh, on what show Greg Diener and I are going to live watch this month uh, for the new for this month's episode of Wrestle Tracks. Uh, the shows are Super Clash Three. Yes, the one where Kerry Von Erich was so drugged up he bladed his own arm. That's um, what I picked, by the way. Uh, Starcade nineteen ninety three. I have my Starcade T shirt on today. And uh, Vengeance two thousand one. And the last time I looked, Doctor G, Super Clash three was actually winning, which kind of stunned me. But there's still a day to vote, so go there, vote, and then it'll be uh, it'll be great. I think uh, this is something different. Well, I'll be honest with you. And I'll vote watch anything. So don't don't. I'm just saying this out loud because I'm a I'm a goofball. But I just yeah. watched Vengeance 2001 <clears throat> like I don't know four or five months ago. So I really don't feel like watching that again. <laughs> but if it wins, I'll watch it again. Um, Super Clash Three would be fun because I've never seen that whole show, and that thing is a fucking mess. So that might be a fun show for uh, Greg and I to watch. And then, of course, we'll have a new poll in January. Obviously, we'll probably have – it'll probably be three Royal Rumbles. Maybe we'll stick a sold out. No, it'll be three Royal Rumbles. Um, maybe we'll pick one from each decade, one from the 80s. One, maybe one from – I don't know about the 80s because those are tough. Maybe one from the 90s, one from the 2000s, and one from the 2010s. Maybe we'll do something like that. Anyway, um, uh, Dr. G, thank you. Always a pleasure. Have a great week, everybody. Uh, we will have an episode on Christmas Eve morning. Yes. We will be doing an episode. As a matter of fact, this year, usually we take those weeks off. <coughs> Excuse me. But we've decided that we're going to do episodes on Christmas Eve morning and New Year's Eve morning. Because, uh, I don't know, be a good way to start your holiday, your Sunday, Monday holiday. So there will be an episode of the PTV Weekend Special next Sunday morning, Christmas Eve. That'll drop at 9 a.m. here on ho, the feed. Ho, ho. So, ho, ho, ho. So we will have that. Anyway, so... Have a great week. We will talk to you Christmas Eve morning, one week from today, if you're listening to this on Sunday, uh, with the newest episode of the PTB Weekend Special. Enjoy. I'm Scott. He's the doctor. You're not. Ciao. Personality, the cult of personality, the cult of personality.